penny case. Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama podcast. I'm Kristen Noriega, your host, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and fellow Christian mom. I provide moms with practical, uncomplicated solutions so you can feed yourself and your family with confidence and lean into an active lifestyle. I'm on a mission to make health the standard, and I believe it starts in the family with mom at the core. So whether you're filled with holy guacamole, the Holy Spirit, or have no idea what either of those are, I've got you covered, friend. Thanks for listening. Hey there! Welcome back to Holy Healthy Mama. This is episode 12, Minimalish Life with Littles with Desiree Indris. If you've ever heard of the podcast Minimal-ish, this is that gal. She's here with me today and we're talking all things about minimalism and how to apply it to your life in a realistic way. And if you haven't heard of her podcast, you got to check it out because it's super helpful to figure out how to apply minimalism. The reason I talk about this, the reason I care about this, the reason I'm passionate about this is because you've got to make room in your life for the good stuff. You got to get rid of all the extra junk, get rid of the things that are bogging you down, simplify your life, simplify your things so that you can live with intention for the stuff that you truly care about. So here we go. Let's start with our moment of encouragement. Okay, Luke chapter 12, verse 34. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. So... Where is your heart? Where's your treasure? What are you valuing in this life? Just food for thought here, friends. All right, jumping right in with this bio. Here we go. Desiree is a mom, wife, host of the Minimalish podcast, and a former classroom teacher turned work at home mom. Her goal is to give women the tools they need to dive into the version of realistic minimalism that fits their family best, and to live more intentionally, focused on what matters to them. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you enjoy the podcast. Yes, it's helpful. And something that I, so I try to emphasize health and just motherhood, and I really want to uncomplicate it for women. And I think that your message just is so important for moms, you know, minimalize the noise in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And health and everything. I mean, that definitely is an area that is so complicated. So I I think that is a great mission. (laughs) Thanks. Okay. Can you tell us what is minimalism and minimalish? What's your take on it? Yeah. So I, minimalism to me is just making room for what matters in your life. And that sounds like elusive. What does that even mean? So it's really just the practical, the practicalities of it is letting go of our stuff and, and living with less stuff. And that is, I believe that that is going to look different for everyone, depending on your family size, depending on 
what you value. And so that's kind of where the idea of minimalish came from is for me, I, my husband and I dove into minimalism together and about nine months into it, I was for a while, I was so excited about it and it made all the difference. But I realized about nine months into it that it just felt like I was striving for perfection. And that happened because I started to understand that there is, this is a trend and there are a lot of people sharing about it. And I started to see that on Instagram. I actually didn't know that people existed. Like I didn't realize there were that many people talking about minimalism until I started talking about it. And then other people found me and I was like, whoa, what is going on? It's great. But it just seems like then for me, now there's so many people to compare myself to. And I realized that through almost just calling it quits with my podcast and just everything in, in general, I was like, oh, minimalism doesn't matter. It's not making, it's not making all the difference for me. I mean, it's nice to have an uncluttered home, but that's where it stops. I realized that it goes deeper than that. And also it looks different for everyone. And that's why I think it's important to define it for yourselves and, and go after that definition and just, you know, use it as a tool to simplify the things that don't have to be so complicated so that we can really focus on the things that are more difficult or just the things that are important in our lives. Mm -hmm. I think that sounds like your recent switch from minimalism to more intentional living. That's something I've seen you talk about um, on your various platforms. So what are you, what is intentional living? Can you describe that a little bit? Yeah, I think intentional living looks like living in accordance to our priorities and just aligning our days to that, aligning our days to what matters to us and aligning our everything, like our environments, just our life in general. And so minimalism plays really well into intentional living. And I think it's a really great um, part of intentional living. It's and I think intentional living is a whole side to minimalism. Like they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So with intentional living though, I, I just don't want to talk about decluttering every single week. And right. I never did. <laughs> I never did just talk about decluttering, but I started to feel like those are the biggest questions I get. And that's what people want to hear. And although that is important, obviously, you know, I, I'll talk about it still on the podcast, it's a main subject, but it's just not the only thing. It's not our homes, our environments aren't the only things that help us live intentionally. We have to look at our relationships. We have to look at the way we're spending our time and, and all of the deeper things. Right. So I, I totally feel you on that because with my goal for my podcast, it's, I can't limit myself to just nutrition. I can't tell somebody you have to eat your vegetables because you're going to get vitamins and nutrients and antioxidants. It has to be the bigger picture. It has to go with your life and where you are and everything that's going on, the holistic approach to it, which is, you know, intentional living and minimalism. And I include health in there because, you know, once you get rid of the noise and then you're working towards the life you want and fulfilling your intentions and living that life, then you also have this room to really improve your health and just all aspects of your health, you know, your emotional, your physical, your mental and spiritual. And so what you're saying is, I feel you on that. It's great. 
Yeah. And I just think it's, it's so important to look at everything holistically. Right. And I love that approach to health too, of just, it's not just about what you put in your body, but everything, you know? Right. And, you know, I could tell someone a million times, eat these foods, but if their kitchen is overflowing with stuff, they don't have the time, their kids are throwing stuff all around, you know, that it's not going to make a difference. No matter what I say, if the rest of their life doesn't mesh with it, it's not going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, at what point in your motherhood journey did you become a minimalist? What came first? <laughs> <laughs> so motherhood came first, but only by a few months. I think my daughter was really just right out of the newborn phase. She wasn't really crawling or walking or anything yet whenever we did dive into minimalism. So we had a lot of baby stuff because my mindset before minimalism was so opposite of minimalism. I just thought that the more I have for her, the better off because then I'll, whatever happens, I'll have what I need. Right. But that just, that didn't seem to be the case. I, through minimalism found that, um, I feel like babies need much less than we think that they do. Definitely. I totally agree with that. And it's hard in the, in today's society because it's like, Hey, let's have a baby shower. Let's give you all these things you're going to need everything and then you're like you have this huge influx of stuff come in and then you have this tiny little bitty baby that doesn't even you know move at first and it's like what do I do with all this stuff <laughs> yeah and they were like when they are so tiny it's just you start it reminds you of of how how little is really needed right because it's just the connection between the baby and the mom and and they just want to be held and they want you and they want their caretakers. And, and that's not that the other things don't help. It's just that it really simplifies it for you. Just if you really look at what is actually needed in those first few months or a few days even. Yeah. And I mean, you, if someone wants to throw you a shower, you know, it's kind of tricky and sticky, but for my friends who are at the point where they're about to have a baby and they're like, Oh, I don't feel so, I don't feel ready. I don't know. I just think I need more stuff. And I tell them like, you're going to breastfeed or have formula. You're going to have diapers, clothes, and a place to sleep. And if you have those basic needs met, you and baby are going to be okay. <laughs> babies, babies, babies. Okay. <laughs> so we talked about minimalism in motherhood. What about with your husband? I guess you said you went into this with him. Is he still on board? Yeah, he's definitely still on board. And I usually say that he's, I mean, more of a minimalist than I am. It comes pretty naturally for him just because he's always been a tidy person and I've always been the opposite. So I think that, you know, we still have struggles. Like we still have conversations of, it can, he usually is asking me, can I get rid of this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though I talk about minimalism, it doesn't mean I can just let go of anything with no problems. I think my message resonates with people because it, it is a struggle. It isn't, it doesn't come naturally to me, but, um, I've seen the benefits of it in my life. So yeah, he's totally on board, which is great. Um, I usually give people the advice though, that if you have people in your house that aren't on board, whether it's your husband or your children or whatever it is, 
to just start with your stuff and show the benefits, you know, like even if you don't feel them yet, just by decluttering your stuff and you feel like, even though I do believe that you will feel lighter if you declutter your own closet and your own possessions, um, if you can declutter the kitchen because you have more say over those things, whatever it might be. But if you can show that this is benefiting you, if you can be kinder or be more patient or, you know, show that this is helping you have to clean up less or keeping a tidier home, then that is going to maybe bring people in within your home in general, especially your spouse more than if you are just hounding them for getting like, would you please get rid of that stuff? Or I can't believe you won't, you know, understand why this would make it things better because nobody's going to be changed that way. Or not that you want to change them, but nobody's perspective is going to change that way. Yeah. No one wants to be forced into anything. Right. Exactly. And I love what you said. You said it will make more room for you to be kind and patient. Do you hear that from a lot of people who reach out to you? Like I've applied what you've been saying and here's the change in my um, patience and kindness and, uh, you know, daily emotions and such. Yeah. That's what I often do here is just that it's, I hear from people, like I can think of messages that I've gotten that just say it's made such a difference in, in my motherhood. It's made such a difference in the way that I am with my kids. And I, I don't necessarily think it's just because their home is tidier. I think it's because it, it kind of allows you more time to sit on the ground and play with your kids or just be with them. Like, you you know, you don't have to love sitting on the ground and playing with your kids, but just being present with them instead of always thinking about what's next, how many dishes do I have to do? How much stuff do I have to clean up? And part of that does come with a mindset shift about stuff in general, because with minimalism, it can feel like I'm striving for this tidy home. I'm striving for a completely uncluttered home. But I like to tell people that a lot of the question I get is, sometimes still, I still feel like I'm cleaning up all the time. Like the only way to stop cleaning up all the time, if you have a family is to stop cleaning up all the time. Like you just have to stop. You have to let the mess happen because there's still going to be a mess and you have to put your priorities in order of yes, maybe a clean house, a tidy house is important to you, but if it's not your favorite thing to do to clean up all day. And if you keep saying things like, I wish I had more time to just be with my kids, or I wish I had time to sit and read while my kids were playing, then you have to just do those things instead of always feeling like you have to have every environment perfect all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely. And love how you say that. Like you have the life that you create. And so if you create the time to sit down with your kids, ignore everything else, then that's what you're going to do. So don't just blame it on your stuff. Don't blame it on your schedule. Just sit down and do it. And I like that. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, now, moving into the kitchen, how do you apply a minimalism or a minimalish approach to all things kitchen, food? What do you do? Do you? Yes. So this is, uh, I was excited to have this conversation with you because this has probably been a shift that I've been making lately, but it's been something that has shifted a lot of times until I've found 
more of a groove with it or what makes sense for me, I should say, because there are so many different approaches that you can take and there are so many different ways to simplify it. And for some people, minimalism looks like simplifying it in a different way, like slowing it all down, right? Like that homesteading type of thing or just like cooking food from scratch, that idea. And for other people, it looks like how do I make food take up the least amount of my time as possible, but still be able to get healthy food on the table <laughs> for my family? That's me right there. <laughs> that's my yeah. category. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much where I stand too. And, you know, how do I get good quality food in front of my family with less, less planning? And a couple of things that I have done is just honestly, you know, within, we, we still are, we are on a budget. So it's not like I can just hire someone to do it all for me, but I wish I could <laughs> sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just not my favorite. <laughs> I don't love cooking. Um, but some things that I've done to simplify the whole process with a toddler, because that is part of it is just that she always wants me to hold her while I'm cooking, mm -hmm. um, is I, for one, I do use a meal planning service that helps and they, it's like really inexpensive. Like they just send me the PDFs and everything for, for recipes and for like a meal plan for the week. But I use that and I also, it's only four meals a week. So I have to plan a little bit on my own too. So I have just really moved to recently, like a lot more bulk cooking and especially with the winter right now when we're talking just soups and things that are healthy, but also I can cook them in big batches so that I can use those for some of the week. And then the other things like I'll take from that meal plan that I get each week. So that's helpful. And like I said, it's doable on a budget. And then I do free grocery delivery through Amazon Prime, which I share Amazon Prime with family. And it's all like, it's so in it, although it's just Whole Foods, which can be expensive, you are not in the store to look at all of the shiny things mm -hmm. that Whole Foods has to offer, which I love, but I can't necessarily, you know, be spending on all of that. So you can look for the deals and it really, it takes so much time away when you're shopping online. Um, so that simplifies it for me, but the bulk, the cooking in bulk has been the huge game changer. And the other huge game changer is bringing my child. This might not sound like it's a part of the process, but for me it is. I have a kitchen helper and she helps me, especially when I'm doing stuff in a crock pot for the day or um, nothing involving the stove, at least, <laughs> unless I just keep her on the other side. I just keep her at the countertops with me mm -hmm. because if she's not, I, I said recently, she's two, she's like almost two and a half. And I feel like either I get nothing done, my choices are get nothing done and sit with her all day because that's what she wants, or I bring her into everything I do and then I can get a few things done. Like she has to be helping me push the vacuum <laughs> and that's just how it works because she really is a mama's girl and she wants to be with me all day and if I fight that, I will never get dinner cooked until my husband comes home and then I'm throwing it together like crazy and we eat mac and cheese or something. <laughs> not very, not the best right. for us. Frozen pizza or whatever Yeah, exactly. Is. Exactly. <laughs> That's cool. So th the first thing I want to talk about is the kitchen helper. What do you have your daughter do in the kitchen? Yeah. So she, <laughs> right, right. So we have the, um, it's like one of those kitchen stand. It's one of those little stools that are safe for kids. And 
Um, She stands at the counter with me there and that makes it so it's safe. Like I don't just put her, sometimes I sit around the counter if I'm just reaching for something, but (laughs) that's not necessarily safe while I'm trying to cook. So she stands on that little stool and for example, we just did this um, yesterday. I cooked a huge batch of this chicken enchilada soup that I make and she helped me by, I would chop on one side of the counter my veggies and I would bring them over to her in a bowl and she puts them in. So it's things that, I mean, it's not, she's not really helping. It is making the process. I might have to use a few more dishes. I might have to, uh, you know, put a few steps. Like if I'm opening a can with a can opener, uh, she'll hold the can. That's not necessary, (laughs) but it's just something to get her involved so that I can she feels a part of it and i i'm hoping i mean she loves being in the kitchen with me so i'm hoping it's teaching her along the way as well yesterday she helped me shred kitchen kitchen shred, shred chicken <laughs> um, that was already cooked into the soup so just with yeah. her hands pulling it apart so yeah little things like that well you're also teaching her to appreciate the foods and the process and you're exposing her to more foods throughout the the prep process instead of just putting something cooked in front of her she gets to see it in the raw stage and the chopped and put it in the pan and then she gets to see the product so I think in the long run that's also really helpful for her yeah yeah and then the other thing so can you elaborate on your bulk cooking process do you do it on one day how long does it take you how much time does it save you So I do this, I mean, I have not really nailed down my routine with this as much as I would like to right now. It depends on the season. In the summer, I definitely, this past summer, I had a specific day that I would do meal prep. And the um, planning service that I just get like some meals sent to me each week, not, I want to clarify, it's not like they don't actually send me the food. It's not like Blue Apron or anything like that. But they just send meal ideas, basically. So that's it's, helpful. Friends, it's called Prep Dish. Listen to oh, yeah. their podcast. I just didn't know if you wanted me to say the name. No, um, it's okay. Yeah. It's Prep yeah. Dish. It's, um, they advertise on Minimalish Podcast, and I don't care. Go look at it. If it's useful for you guys, then that is amazing. So Yeah, So and I use them because, you know, I found them before they started advertising on my podcast, and – I was like, this is great. I found them so long ago and I would use them for a little bit and then I would try something else. And now I use them a lot because I, you know, I work with them, which is great. And their stuff is really healthy and their recipes are simple and everything. So that's helpful. So in the summer I had that down because I would have the prep day and that's something that they do. And I think a prep day is really great. But in this season, my husband is a wrestling coach and a teacher, so he's gone all the time mm. right now. And it's really hard to just have a full day dedicated to, or just even hours dedicated to a full meal prep. So what I do instead with like the bulk cooking right now is working in this season, plus with winter, with making soups, I'll just make a lot of something. And it's just usually one meal a week I'll make a lot of, and that will account for like two to three meals in that week Mm -hmm. plus some lunches because I made so much and yeah we're sick of it maybe by the end of the week or my husband is because he doesn't like leftovers as much as me but we all get by and we're eating decently healthy and um, it's less work to get there 
Okay, and I think this is really insightful for your approach to minimalism and intentional living. You're talking about this process that you have, and you're looking at it as an imperfect process. It's something that you're figuring out. You're not getting caught up in the fact that it's not perfect, and it's not step one through seven every week on repeat. You're, it's, a, it's something that you're making work for your life, just the same way that you're talking about reducing the stuff that doesn't work for your life. So this is awesome. I'm glad. Yeah, I guess it really all does work together in that. And that's such a mindset shift too. And it's been one for me because I would I like to have like a perfect process Yes, I would like to have a perfect process that simplifies everything. Like, I would like to say that I can perfectly use Prep Dish every single week and be it, it works and for me, and I don't have to do anything else, and everything's sent to me. So it's so easy, and that helps, but it's just not, it doesn't work like that for me. And, you know, the bulk cooking thing that m- might not work in every season. So I just take it as it comes and, <laughs> tweak as needed. And I think that's just so important for everything in life and for minimalism, for everything is just, how is it working in this season for you? And if it's not working, just try something different. And if that's not working, try something different. It might feel frustrating, but I think if we take the pressure off of ourselves to find the perfect way to do something, then we give ourselves a whole lot of freedom and end some frustration that we might be having. Yeah. For sure. That's awesome. All right. Let's see. Kitchen, moving back into the kitchen, gadget wise, are you a super minimalist in that sense? I would say (laughs) that I, my kitchen is so small. So we've had to be for the most part. Um, I definitely am huge on like if I, well, we had to get rid of our microwave. First of all, that's one thing that a lot of people are, I I shouldn't say we had to, it broke. So we got rid of it and we didn't replace it. We kind of just said, do we have to have this? And that feels like kind of minimalist to me because when I go to my mom's house, there's someone else's house and there's a microwave. I'm like, oh, this is so much easier, but it just doesn't fit. We we have such a small kitchen and we really just, I, I know you can find a microwave for inexpensive, but it just doesn't feel like something we need. It's been months without it and we're okay. And so I kind of take that approach to any gadget I might have. Um, I know for one, the one that kind of is on my head sometimes is I have a food processor in my basement and I've said, you know, I'm giving myself this much time and I go looking, if I go looking for it and actually put it to use, then I can keep it. And if not, I'm going to let it go because it was something that I thought I would use at one point and it ended up not being the case. So I just, I feel like we get a guilt factor or we just feel like, man, that was a part of me. Like I, I wanted to use that because I was doing paleo for a while and I'm not doing it anymore, but maybe I will again. And that's what we have to work through and let go of in the kitchen because I don't know, I'm not a gourmet chef, so I don't need a ton of stuff. I'm huge on my instant pot. (laughs) I, I use that all the time for just cooking meats and cooking veggies or beans in bulk. But otherwise yeah, I feel like I'm pretty minimal on the gadgets, just a handful of pots and pans and, and my instant pot and a, and a slow cooker is all I really need. And I find that so not having a microwave, I find that really contrary to how you said 
you know, there's two approaches to simplifying meal prep and one is, or meals. And one is like the slow lifestyle and the other one's really fast. If you don't have a microwave, it probably takes you a lot longer to heat your stuff up. So that's really funny. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's funny because I think that like my approach to, especially in the kitchen to most things is like I said, how can I do this in the simplest way? But there is something to be said about slowing things down as well. And if I actually give myself the time to cook, usually I feel like, okay, it's not as bad as I'm thinking it up in my head and I do enjoy it, but I enjoy other things more. So it's not like I'm not going to go completely slow in my food (laughs) preparation process. But for now, we're living without a microwave and it kind of just, you know, it's one one little thing that slows us down and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. That's cool. So <clears throat> regarding food, meals, nutrition, is there a way that you can see yourself becoming more of a more of a minimalist down the road? I think that with uh the, with moving into this bulk cooking thing I've been doing now for just a couple of months and I see that becoming more and more part of my process. Just even as I plan out meals for the week, I I do a lot of um, the same things in those other meals other than the, I take a couple from prep dish and then I just do the same things every single week. And sometimes I'm like, well, I don't even know if I need, I like to try new things, but I do like to simplify and keep it just, you know, maybe every season I just change my my meals up instead of every single week. So I do see that the more I bulk cook and we have the same thing a couple days a week, and the more I put the same meals together week after week, it kind of simplifies the process even more for me. So I I might lean towards that even more in the future. Mm -hmm. So just a matter of time before things all get worked out real smoothly, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, is there anything else you would want listeners to know about minimal? (laughs) I don't know why I'm stumbling over this word. Minimalism or simplifying life or intentional living. What do you want people to know for sure? What's the take home message? I think that the biggest thing is to take it deeper um, to one, not make it about perfection, not make it about the perfectly tidy home or It is something that feels like you're striving for it for a while, while maybe you have a very cluttered home. Like it is something to strive for, but then we have to set that down eventually. It can't be forever I'm striving for this perfectly tidy home because there will be more clutter that comes in there. Unless you somehow find a method, if you have children, unless you somehow find a method for them to not bring little trinkets and things from birthday parties or things from grandma or whatever it is into your house, paper from school, unless you find a way for that to not happen, then you're going to have more clutter. So you might always feel like you're striving for perfectionism if you don't just set that down. So use it as a tool to get rid of the excess, shift your mindset um, along the way by letting go of your attachment to stuff and questioning why you have the things you have and, and why you've bought them and how you might, you know, want to shift that, shift the way that you consume and then, and then let go because it's not about perfectionism. It's not about 
doing it the right way. It's about living in the space that you've made and, and, you know, digging deeper into what does matter and what you can fill your time with if it's not filled with cleaning up your stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Or cooking gourmet meals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or feeling like you need to cook gourmet meals. I know that's something that early in marriage, I always felt like, okay, like this is how I be a wife, right? I have to make sure I'm cooking really good food all the time. And I let that go pretty quickly because right. I look back and I'm like, my thing. what was I doing back then? <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. And where can listeners find you? What's your Instagram um, they, website? Yeah, I can be found at DesireeEndries.com or Desiree.Endries on Instagram. Okay. All right. So there you go, friends. This is Desiree Injuries, Minimalish. Check out her podcast. Find her. She's really awesome to follow and really inspirational. So thank you, Desiree, for being with me here today. Thank you so much. It was so fun to chat. All right. Thanks for listening to Holy Healthy Mama. If you loved the show, please leave me a five-star review. It will help with the show's visibility, initial and long-term success, and it will make my heart happy. All right, friends. Love your babies, say your prayers, and eat your greens.